Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. I'm staring at Mel Kuyper's round one predictions for the 2024 NFL Draft. Oh, are you excited? One of, one of many to come over the next few weeks and months. I am excited. Carmen mm-hmm. and Yurik live in our State Street studios. Hope you're having a great day despite the lousy weather. Be safe on the roads. Pretty slick. Getting better now because it's warming up. That, that ice this morning, that was treacherous. The minute you stepped on the pavement, you're like, oh, your ice skates on this morning. Especially in lightly used areas. Holy cow. It's crazy. Yeah. But by the time I hit it, it was already water. It was all starting to go. But water on top of ice is treacherous also. Just treacherous. You've got to remember that. Treachery, my friend. Yeah. So uh, here we are. You're watching us hopefully on YouTube, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you click and subscribe on the station's YouTube page. You can see us in our State Street Studios. Uh, Adam, can you see the, the Bears mug in the camera or no? The, the cup? I don't think he no, can. No? Yeah. It's definitely, right, well, I'm going to get it out of here. This then. comes down Adam from, was cleaning up a little. I said, no, leave it for aesthetics. He said, you can't see that. Hide a low, Carm. Hide a low. You need to, like, here, Adam. If anybody should sponsor these right. camera angles, it's restored. Put it on your head. It, yeah, should I yeah, balance it could, on my head? Because you can see it. Okay. But I think my point is, restore should sponsor these cameras. Okay. Because you can see... The male, batter, uh, male pattern baldness that you and I have. Which is terrible. And there's no gray area, kid. It's not even male pattern baldness. It's just I our hair thinning as we've gotten well, old. That's that's part of the process, the beginning of it. As it starts to go bye-bye, that's what you get. Because you know, I don't consider myself bald. I have hair, but yeah, it's like definitely no, no, thinning. It's, thin, it's like a drought-stricken wheat field. Do you that's think I can do like. the whole first segment balancing this cup on my head? If you're watching on YouTube or on Twitch, I'm balancing Possibly. a uh, Bears Miller Light Cup. Unless something happens outside and you turn your head, I got to be like violently. Yeah, if you turn your head violently, I think you'll have a problem. So I'll I'll try. I'll just do like this. That way, you know, we were talking bears. We're excited about the bears. We like Miller Lite. So we had the cup. I said, "Oh, this will be a good prop to have in the studio." Yeah, it's a great prop. Adam said, "You can't see that, but if you've got to put this it on guy, your head, it's this guy's walking by the studio. Like, He's looking this? at you like, what oh, the hell's wrong with you? You're right. You're I, know, look outside. I already know that guy might be off his rocker. He's got a Jets uh, winter cap on. He didn't like my Bears. Yeah, cap, my Bears hat on my uh, head. It might be a little bit easier for me than you. I mean, I could tilt these back. Yeah. I have Go some ahead. flatter spots on my melon than you. You were right though. The minute I turn to look outside, yeah. that's when it falls. That's when you get the, But that was a good, like, 90 seconds, probably. Yeah, you get a little bit of damage there. Hold on. Let me see. I uh, go. I got some. I got go. the bouffant, though. I got the You got hair. a little bouffant going? There yeah, you go. Yeah, I got the Looks hair. good. So, there I mean, go. as long as I sit and react and don't move, yeah. Carm, I'll be able to stay this way, no problem. I don't know if the Bears. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at this. Logo walking is by. Look at this featuring. Look at Hold this on. One. I'm just kidding. I'm waiting. <laughs> Chris went to look. Yeah, he's looking. I think I got Chris. I'm well, just. <laughs> I, wh- 
What did you say? Look at this smoke, smoke show. show. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what, what is Carmen doing? Yeah. What's like, he really? No, he's trying to get me to react. But I think discipline. I saw Chris go, wait, where? Which one is it? Carmen, this is where you see the discipline of the athlete. Yeah, it was good. You tried to get me away from my task at hand. I did. But I don't get, I, I don't lose focus. I stay focused on what I have. you got to turn it a little bit, though. We can't see. I, well, it's just white. I asked Carmen. Carmen. Cristiano Ronaldo's walking by. Look, yeah, quick. That doesn't matter to me. Hold on. Yes, it does. You have a thing for Cristiano. You told us last I said if I went that direction. I'd have a thing for him. A little bit of a thing for him. But I don't go that direction, so it doesn't make a difference. A little bit of a thing. You know, that if, the caveat that one throws out there. That's a big if. Yeah, that's got meaning. It's got meaning. You just can't throw words in the garbage and say, oh, this is what he really said. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, I got too much of a hair thing going on today. If your goat was laying down, we could do it on the back of his head. Oh, yeah, the back of my head's flat. All right, you guys want uh, Mel's mock draft? I'd love to be able to look it up here, but I don't have the code for ESPN Plus. Adam could hook you up. Yeah, that'd be nice. First few, uh, first few selections. You want to know what Mel's thinking? What he's vibing? What he's feeling? What he's hearing? He's got the Bears trading out. He has the Bears staying put, drafting Caleb Williams. Okay, Caleb Williams. It is the number one pick, new quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Mel writes, "Are the Bears really going to pass up the chance to take top quarterback in back-to-back draft classes? I just don't see it." Well, that's that's a stupid, stupid, stupid thing for Mel to say. Because the top quarterback in last year's draft, according to everybody, was Bryce Young. And the Bears would have taken Bryce Young with the number one pick. Probably. So that type of silliness and careless writing is something that upsets me. Okay. Period. He writes, last year, of course, they got a huge haul from Carolina for trading down with this pick included in the deal. This year, they have to decide whether to keep Justin Fields or trade down again for a bounty that will likely be even bigger. Of course it will be. Here are the two biggest reasons why I'd keep the pick if I were running Chicago's front office. Williams is a better prospect than Fields. We've now seen three NFL seasons from Fields. He hasn't put everything together on a consistent basis. Too many unknowns for a guy with 38 career starts. He goes on to write a little bit more about some of his stats. And then, of course, part two of what Mel is thinking here is that taking Williams resets the clock. More on that in a minute because I thought Greg Olson summed it up beautifully, maybe more eloquently uh, than we tried to do it last week when we talked about Getting a quarterback that at least plays at the same level of Justin Fields and what that would mean for the Bears going forward. Number two, I heard that, Yurko. I mean, right with Adam. I'm like, right, right with Adam standing a hot right box. There. What do you want what me to do? Crap, you want me to affect my health? Quit being so selfish. I mean, Adam's like doing you a favor, logging you into ESPN Plus so you can see the, the mock draft and you fart on him. First of all, I don't need people to be selfish around me, okay? Health is a concern here. What? All right? So let's all be concerned with each other's health instead of being selfish all the time. It was just like a little, like, juicy. Right with Adam standing. I, can't do I hope the mics so picked it up. I, I didn't even know I, what was going on. I, I all it. of a sudden was accosted from behind. I heard it. Not a, hey, can you move out of the way and let me operate in a... In a gentlemanly manner? No. Oh, man. I felt like I was being accosted. Two, number two. Guess what? This was I, maybe the first surprise of Mel's draft. It is a surprise. He's got Jaden Daniels going ahead of Drake May. He's got the commanders taking Jaden Daniels. Then he's got Drake May going third to New England. Of course, uh, Marvin Harrison falls to the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. I think Arizona would like that. And Brock Bowers oh, is my the tight end the Chargers get. Bowers. The run on tight ends has begun. They need something, kid. They do need something. How about uh, a stud right tackle to pair with their stud left tackle? The right side of their line stinks in charge. You know, people people dog on the Bears line. 
Let's talk about a line that needs upgrading. Go look at that Charger line outside of their left tackle. I mean, that right side of that line is terrible. Number six? Number six is Malik Neighbors. Okay. The wide, wide receiver, receiver out of the Giants. Yeah. Number seven, our first tackle goes off the board. Joe Alt. And it is Joe Alt. Matched up with Skaronsky from last year. It looks That's like the right. Titans are building on the offensive line. Good stock, man, in that all family. Now, Skaronsky ended up playing most of his games at guard in Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, right, Yurko? Oh, yeah, all his did games. He play, at guard. Did he play everything at guard? Which all you always said he's probably going to be a better guard in the NFL yeah. than he will be a tackle. Well, that's what everybody was saying. That's but, why he kind of slipped, slip, slippity slip. But you watched him and said that right away. Yeah. When you watch Skaronsky. Uh, Eighth on. goes to Atlanta. Dallas Turner, the outside linebacker out of Alabama. And then I love this. I'm telling you, I love it. God, I hope this doesn't come back to haunt me someday. It might. Like four years from now. Remember you dope how much you liked Roma Dunze? He's got the Bears at nine taking Roma Dunze. And yes, I hope I'm not jinxing him. I hope you're not calling back in four years saying, God, you suck and so does that pick. I think Roma Dunze is going to be sensational. He said he also thought about Layatu Latu. UCLA. Yeah, from UCLA. Pass rusher. Yeah. Pass rusher. Yeah. Lali, Laliatu Latu. Of course, I can put an N in his name for a random reason because it doesn't exist, like Tongue of Viola Laliatu Latu, right? But everybody just puts a random N in there. Just now. call him LL. L squared, yeah. you know? L and L. And then he's got Olu Fashanu from the um, Nittany Lions going to the Jets at 10. So there's, he, the, he, there's does, the top 10. Does he have the Bears doing anything whatsoever with Justin Fields? Is there any prediction on what they're doing there? Because I don't see another first-round pick here for the Chicago Bears. So if they're going to take Caleb Williams, they're going to keep both quarterbacks? No. He writes, uh, when he finished writing about the Bears, he writes, Chicago doesn't have ideal leverage to trade fields, but it only takes two suitors to create a market. Remember, the Cardinals traded Josh Rosen one year after drafting him 10th overall, and they got a second-round pick from the Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bears get a first-rounder in return for fields. So he is sticking with this notion that the Bears could potentially get a first-rounder for Justin. Yes, Josh Rosen got right. a uh, got them a, a second-rounder. A second-round pick was traded to the Jets for Sam Darnold, and Justin Fields is better, obviously, than Josh, right. Rosen, uh, Josh Rosen. I think he's better than Sam Darnold, although the stats for their, for right. their first three years are eerily similar. I want to be able to sit and take a deep breath now as we sit with Mel's first mock. Caleb Williams is the number one quarterback coming out in this year's draft, right? Everybody's got revisionist history all of a sudden from last year. He is the number one guy. Anybody picking number one will take Caleb Williams. Okay, so if Drake Drake May or Jaden Daniels or any other quarterback becomes the best quarterback in this draft, come 2025 draft time, I don't want to hear the words that, oh, the Bears passed on this quarterback, and he was clearly the number one quarterback. Because Bryce Young was the number one quarterback last year. And if the Bears had the first pick, they would have taken Bryce Young. Okay? If they gave up on Justin Fields. So let's not go back in time and pretend like it was something else. That's all I'm saying to all the listeners that are out there and all the NFL pundits that want to go ahead and spew their crap this year. Okay? Bryce Young was going to be the number one pick last year. Period. Nobody was taking C.J. Stroud at number one. Maybe Frank Wright, mm-hmm. if you believe the rumors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you not believe that at all? I believe when you get fired in a in a, in a a um, manner the way he got fired, you could pretty much spin whatever yarn you want the rest of the way out. That was coming out, though, before he got fired. 
Now, maybe that's very strategically leaked, but that was coming out beforehand. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Either way, but All- we do agree Caleb Williams is the number one quarterback, right? When people are moving up to number one, it's not for Drake May. I don't think that will change, but I guess you never know. I don't know. But, Yurko, if you're looking back at last year, this year's conversation is different because the size concerns are not the same with Caleb Williams. People had legitimate concerns last draft cycle about Bryce Young. It was what we kept talking about. That was a legit conversation we were having. Remember, we said if he was two inches taller, this would be a no-brainer. The Bears would have drafted him, and maybe he'd be better. I don't know. But if he were two inches taller, yes. The Bears would have drafted Bryce Young last year. That was the biggest concern. But I remember when the 2017 draft class rolled around, was Patrick Mahomes considered a top 10 pick? No. One team, two teams saw it. I don't, like, all you have to do if you're the Bears is be right. Now, that's... Asking a lot. It's a big job. It's a hard job. I understand that. They've never gotten it right. All you have to be is right. (laughs) No pressure, Ryan Poles. Whomever it is you select, I don't care what the draft board says. This is like 2017 with Ryan Pace bragging about, we got Mitch Trubisky. Look what all the pundits say about Mitch Trubisky. I don't care what that says. The only team that made a ballsy move last year was the Indianapolis Colts. That took the six-ranked quarterback, Anthony Richards, and made him the third quarterback drafted last year. So that's the team that went and said, we don't care what the quarterback ratings say. We're going to do something that we want to do, and we think Anthony Richardson is the guy. Would you say the Chiefs did the same thing when they drafted Mahomes? Similar? No. no, Made a huge trade-up. I think they spotted their quarterback, and if they wanted to get him, they had to move to get him. Which they did. Remember, they went a big... Right, moving to 10. They went a long right. way. They didn't move to three. No, they moved to, to secure him. They moved him to ten because there's enough questions about him mm-hmm. and enough teams in between that weren't going to go after quarterback. So I just want to make sure I was right. I'm looking at the quarterback rankings for the 23, 2023 NFL draft. Bryce Young was the number one quarterback, right? Uh, you all, yeah, oh, hey, in all the one. rankings, was he or was he yes, not? I'm, I'm just I'm trying sure to make sure. He was. I'm sure he just was. Just want to make sure. I'm sure he was, yes. You know, before I say he was the number one ranked quarterback, I want to make sure he but was I don't the number care one ranked quarterback. Who the number one ranked quarterback I understand. Is. That's what you say now. You don't care. Well, I, I, I understand. I, you know, like. But the reason you're taking this guy into discussion is because you've got a theoretical can't miss prospect. Uh, yeah. And it's in an italics. I, I, I want you to be right. Because I've seen a slew of can't miss prospects that miss. I have two. It's what they do, they miss. I have two. Okay. I just want to make sure we are all in agreement that Caleb Williams is the number one prospect this year at the quarterback position. So come 2025, I don't have to have this conversation again. I don't see that changing. I, I, and I don't know. It's all. Just want to be in agreement. Listen. As I, we move I, forward. Again, this stuff ultimately. And the Bears take Caleb Williams and he craps down his pant leg invariably as quarterbacks have a tendency to do. I don't want to hear anybody coming back to me and saying they took the wrong quarterback. Well, they did. What if, right. if he stinks? They, but the Bear, when the Bears drafted Mitch, they took the wrong quarterback. But the quarterback. whole world just told me he's Patrick Mahomes. Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, boy, that's... Isn't that what I've heard? Isn't uh, that what everybody keeps saying? All right, we got a break. Uh, uh, 
Just remember, I, let's remember the conversations we're having. Yeah, I know, but I'm a little I confused. Want, like, I don't want I don't, 2025 I don't, to come back like, around and that, hear a different so, set of so conversations. Do I give, am I supposed to give Ryan Pace a pass for drafting Trubisky because no. the rankings had him the number no, one quarterback? No, not at all, no. So what are you talking about well, then exactly? He I can't be upset about he, it if he, they pick he, the wrong I'm guy? To, I, I'm talking specifically about last year. Listen, I... I I don't care. If the Bears had the number one pick and they took the number one pick last year, well, was then Bryce they would have been wrong. I'm allowed to be upset about that. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you can't be. I'm just saying don't change the conversation. I hate these the, comparisons that to the Mahomes, Bears, too. That uh, the Bears passed on C.J. Stroud. They didn't pass on C.J. Stroud. They passed on Bryce Young. But they could have drafted C.J. Stroud. Uh-huh. But just so we know. They just didn't recognize how good C.J. Stroud was going to be. And that's what I'm sort of sick of as a Bears fan. Like, can't you see something? Can't you identify something? Can't you identify the right guy? Can you do it this time? And, boy, the the Mahomes comparisons, I think we got to be careful. Somebody, again, a a name and a voice I really respect, was added earlier today. We'll play that. I want to play Greg Olson uh, yesterday with Waddle and Sylvan when we come back next on what he thinks the Bears should do and why it's so important that they get this right in a few months. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Carmen and Yurko, hope you're having a great day. Greg Olson. Uh, We'll get out to the phones in a minute here, too. People already bringing us up to talk Bears. Mel's mock draft. Caleb, Justin... We're going to go round and round, baby. Dig in. Greg Olson was on Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. It was a great 20 minutes or so football conversation. A lot of good breakdowns, some fun stuff at the end. I think he's going to try to work in a little Tony Romo-esque alliteration to the championship game on Sunday in Santa Clara. The uh, the dime, not a donkey. I mean, he sort of, I think, believe, like he agrees with us that Romo must have slipped that. Okay, that's him and his buddies. He and his buddies having a good time. That's what it seems like. Yeah. That's a dime, not a donkey. And and good for Romo for that one. Uh, so Olsen's going to try to work something in for Waddle and Sylvie and for ESPN Chicago. This was really good. Listen to this. When Waddle and Sylvie asked him about the Bears, Justin Fields, and the number one overall pick. It's such an interesting position for, for Poles and Eberflus and the whole you know front office. Because let, let you back up a second, right? When they made that trade last year with Carolina, I don't think anybody from either side anticipated Carolina winning two games and having the number one overall pick. So I don't even think it was in the the realm of possibilities that they ever imagined they'd be number one again after trading out of the one last year, right? So if Carolina wins, you know, three, four more games and they're picking seventh or eighth, there is no conversation, right? Justin Fields is the quarterback because – you know, unless you take the guy at one or two, you're probably not going to pick one at seven in this year's draft that you're going to say, okay, he automatically becomes our franchise guy. It seems like it's going to be top-heavy. And then, you know, the next crop of guys you'll take at the end of the first round, beginning of the second, and those guys, if you strike on, great. But you're not, like, setting your hopes up. Okay, if I take Drake May, if I take Caleb Williams, they're my guy in day one. So now here they are sitting in this situation saying, okay, are we able to pass up? And I don't think this is a reflection on Justin at all. I, I've really enjoyed watching him. I think he's gotten a lot better. Obviously, he's a heck of an athlete and dynamic. The question becomes, are you willing and able to pass on a number one overall pick, presumably a quarterback, two years in a row? And really what it comes down to is, 
if you just assume that Caleb Williams or Drake May, whoever it is, is not an upgrade over, you know, over, over what you have now in Justin, let's just say they're even. The tie goes to starting the quarterback's clock over. And I think there's a big difference between that and just completely disrespecting Justin and saying, okay, he's not the quarterback. If they were picking eighth overall, this conversation wouldn't exist. This is a very unique situation just because of how bad Carolina was that opened up a possibility and a pathway that I don't think anybody could have ever predicted. And when you can start a quarterback's clock over and you can now sign him to a four-year deal for, I don't know what it is now, $25 million total or $30 million total, whatever the number is before you get to the fifth-year option, it's just very hard to pass on that number because you can spread a quarterback a, a second-tier quarterback's going to make $35, $40 million. You can, spend a lot, you can get your roster a lot better in a lot of other ways with that money. I think that's the dilemma they're facing. I don't necessarily think it's, they view one of these guys as this like unbelievable upgrade over Justin. I think simply it comes down to we're a year, a year away from having to pay Justin, and if he plays really well, we know the number that comes with it. And if he doesn't play well next year, we're back to square one. Summed up quite well. Ty goes to resetting the quarterback clock. This is something we discussed on this show last Friday. If you get the quarterback to play at the same level, in all likelihood, it's going to be worth it. The only thing, the only time I guess, or the result that you'd say, ooh, that sucks, is if Justin goes on to be some sort of top three quarterback, which I'm sorry, I just don't see it. And then you're like, oh, ugh, okay. That's probably not going to happen. So if you at least get the same level of play, is it worth it because you're resetting the quarterback clock? And I thought that was summed up quite well by Greg Olson. Ty goes to resetting that clock. And I think that's why the Bears are, if I had to put money down on it, are going to stay where they are and they're going to draft the quarterback, whether that's Caleb or Drake May or Jaden Daniels, whomever, I don't know. Whoever that guy is going to be. Whoever it's going to be. Yeah. I think they are going to reset it and expect to get, at the very least, Justin's performance, and then hopefully even more. Well, remember, overpaying players is the quickest way to get back to being mediocre and being bad again. Overpaying players that don't deserve money is the quickest way to get back to being mediocre once again. If you're building a team and then you say to yourself, hey, I've got to pay this guy top dollar, even though he's not top dollar because he's becoming a free agent... It's the quickest way to go back to mediocrity. Who comes to your mind quicker than anybody else? The the first one of all the guys, I think Tevin deserves to get paid. I believe uh, Jalen Johnson deserves to get paid. No, no, I was going to say. The the quarterback position, he doesn't play at an elite level to be able to get elite money, which is what he's going to want eventually when he gets there. He's not going to take $38 million a year or $42 million a year. At that point, the cap number is going to be 50-some-odd million. Mm -hmm. And all he'll say is simply this. He... Justin, Justin Fields and his representatives and his people. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL, and if you don't pay him, he becomes a free agent. There you go. That's it. And at that point, then you've got to be willing to walk away. Or you walk away now with the information that you have, and you go and draft the quarterback you think is the best number one position. Carl's on the northwest side. Hey, Carl. Uh, so I know that everyone's talking about the number one pick, and I, I, I'd love to trade down and still get Harrison. But the number nine pick where everyone's talking about, i got to tell you, 
it's a little bit of fool's gold because at nine, there's going to be a lot of top prospects that are going to garner attention. And there's a lot of fancy stuff. Like there's a lot of bruschetta and caviar in the first 10, 12 picks. But at the end of the day, mm. it's all just a small little dabble. The meat and potatoes is between like picks 25 and 85. Now we don't have any picks there. And when you got top prospects at their positions, with my calculations, either Bowers, one of the top two tackles, your choice of, of edge, Another top receiver, they're all going to be there, and there are going to be people that are going to trade up. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to trade down at least once, if not twice, and get to the 20s and get some picks for that meat and potatoes where we can really build our D-line. There's a lot of second- and third-round players that are going to be first-round talent next year if they were to come out, and it's a very deep draft. I'd rather trade. I'd trade, like, three picks next year with the Falcons to move up and get their eight pick and trade that down a couple spots. I think there's that much value and that many teams interested that think they're on the cusp of getting that one guy that changes everything. And they'll invest one or two picks in the future. And over the course of two or three trade downs, we still get grade A players at the end of the first, beginning of the second. We accumulate an extra three or four uh, picks in between the second and the fourth. And we have, you know, uh, we have enough capital to really build a team instead of focusing on just Dallas Turner, you know, running the show with sweat. You know, it's it, a lot of appetizers are good, but the mean potatoes, that's going to stretch out a whole season, baby. All right. Thanks, Carl. There is a big gap between where they are right now, uh, nine and then 75, because they don't have a second rounder. There's a big gap at the talent of the defensive tackle position. Defensive tackle? Yeah. You know, he mentioned defensive tackles. Yeah. You're not seeing it yet. There's, there's, there's nothing. There's nobody that jumps off the the charts. Mm. Nobody okay. that jumps off the chart. That includes the kid from Illinois, the mm. kid from Michigan, and it includes the kid from Ohio State. The kid from Michigan to look out for is that 55, but he's going back, right? He's got another year. I'm talking about Jenkins. Up no, there. I know. Yeah, you're talking about Chris Jenkins' kids. That 55, that kid can play. At least it looked like it in the last two games of the year. It sure looked like it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Sit tight. We'll get to more of your calls and coming up next. I want to play something that Albert Breer said to Wad, uh, to uh, excuse me, Cap and Hoodie earlier today about Caleb Williams, and it makes me go, "Whoa, that thing!" Just a hot second. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko sixty four. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. All right, out to the phones here in just a minute. I want to play something Albert Breer said to Cap and Hoodie earlier today. He's on the station every Tuesday talking football in the morning with the boys right here on ESPN Chicago. Make sure you've got the app. You can listen on demand anywhere, anytime. You can catch up anytime. There's a bunch of great original podcasts there. Have the ESPN app on your smartphone. Tell your family, tell your friends. Watch us on YouTube. Don't forget to click and subscribe to the station's YouTube page. You can also watch on Twitch. Here was Albert Breer. And uh, the comp he keeps hearing about Caleb Williams. The obvious one, right? Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, and oh, I have had no I've had no less an authority than Cliff Kingsbury himself say that to me on the record. That like that 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 is eerie the similarities between the two of them. And remember, he coached Mahomes and told everyone who would listen about Mahomes when Mahomes was coming out in uh, in two thousand and seventeen. And so he's had a year now with Caleb Williams, and he says that, and he would tell anybody, you know, like that there are a lot of similarities between what these two guys, between what 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 Caleb, what what um, Patrick Mahomes was in 2017, and what um, and what Caleb Williams is in 2024. It doesn't mean that you know 
seven years from now um, that, that that Caleb Williams is going to have won two Super Bowls and maybe be on the precipice of a third and all of that. But that's the talent level we're talking about. I think Patrick Mahomes is is by himself one of one. And I just, I don't know why we have to do it. I think Tom Brady's one of one. I mean, his own route, his own path, yeah. his own way, yeah. his career different. Yeah, much. Much time between Super Bowls after an initial run. I don't know why we ha- we feel compelled that we have to do it. And I get it. Kingsbury's his talking up his guy and the he, same he's way, obviously see some similarities the, in the their makeup. The same way Clemson talked up their guy. Dabo the used to say that he would, talks up their guy. He would say he was telling everybody that if you pass on Deshaun Watson, you're passing on Michael Jordan. Yes. It's a it's a it's a tough comp, man. <laughs> you know, it just is. I'm sorry. Well, uh, let's let's do this. You guys, Carmen and Yurko show, let's offer up a different comp. Because here's the one thing. I get that the credentials on, on what Mahomes has accomplished is you can't imagine someone to be drafted to do what Mahomes has done. You just can't. But when you watch Caleb Williams play, who, what does he look like? The arm angles. We talked to you. He, he looks like Mahomes. The arm when angles. He, when yeah. What he's doing. So, like, who, who's a different quarterback that kind of looks like Mahomes? And, and the ability to scramble, keep his eyes down the field, make some plays. Uh, you're right with the arm angles, but arm also angles. with the cannon as well. Like, what, uh, well, what's I a different la- comp? I said last week, you were gone, you were in Mexico, because we talked about it a little bit, and we joked about the Uncle Rico videos. Oh, and I much- was listening. Oh, you, no, you weren't. <laughs> on the beach and on the golf course, you definitely weren't. Uh, You'd be surprised how much uh, access <laughs> I have there. I was, I was saying last week, uh, I was, uh, I've always been amazed, I hate saying it, at what Aaron Rodgers can do on the move. Now, he's not the athlete that those guys are, mm-hmm. but Aaron Rodgers on the move is the most deadly, most accurate, most precise quarterback I've ever seen play in my life. Right. Um, and so, you know, is there a little bit of a comp there where Aaron could find a way to extend a play? And again, he's not nearly the athlete, but he was good enough at finding a way to extend the play, and then his eyes were always downfield. And wherever his arm was, wherever his feet were, he would always be able to find himself in position where he could still deliver a precise, accurate ball on the run. I'm going to go college to college. Okay. Right? So success in college, excitement level in college, um, um, quality of play in college, um, coming out, a little bit of hoopla coming out of college. So my comparable would be Johnny Menzel. Oh, no. There you go. See, we're forced there to like, come up with now these cops. Well, no, we're a cop. Yeah. I'm no, me a I cop. know. <laughs> coming out of college, coming out of college. Now, you're Aaron Rodgers, obviously, in the pros, it absolutely worked out for Aaron Rodgers. For Johnny Manziel in the pros, it went downhill. It went downhill fast. But as far as excitement level coming out of college. Now, Rodgers is more, uh, when he scrambles, more upright. I feel yeah. like Caleb is less rigid. Yeah, probably. Uh, when he is freelancing. Probably just because you know, he's he, like he kind Mahomes, of he's a sick athlete. Reminds me a little of Dak. Like Dak on the run yeah. can can throw, but also can move. Russ in his prime, I would say. Yeah. Had a little bit of that. Perhaps. Yeah. You know? Russell Wilson. Russ in his prime had some of that. I guess we're forced to make these comps. It's just, man, when you start saying, uh, it's 
Mahomes is just like. Well, obviously, I was going for worst case scenario. Oh, I know knowing you were. what I know. With I what Manziel. happened in the NFL with Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I know you were. But go back to college and yeah, remember wait, the hype a, and the yeah. BS and all the crap that was yeah. coming out. Uh, Joe's in Lake Geneva. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys. I was going to go opposite of the meat and potato guy, and I was wondering if we traded up with the ninth pick, if we packaged Justin Fields and maybe some future rounders, would we be able to trade up to a team that needs a quarterback after Drake and Williams are off the board because we got Williams? Would we be able to get Marvin Harrison? Uh, well, I mean, Marvin's not going probably past four, though. So what you're saying, you'd want to pick one and four? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Take yeah. trade fields and. But why would they, why would, why would Arizona, Arizona want fields? Want Arizona doesn't want fields. Well, there you go. There, yeah, I don't, Joe, thanks. I don't see that. I mean, they're so here's paying the other Kyler. Way, here's the other way you can do it. If you draft Caleb Williams. You take uh, your number, um, you keep the nine, you trade Justin Fields for something, whatever that something is. And then you want to move up for the nine into something that you got for Justin Fields. So whatever you have for Fields, you combine and you package that and say, okay. Like a nine, a two, move a Move down second from rounder. four, come to nine, and it looks like you could get Romeo Dunze at nine, right? Yeah. We looked at Mel's mom. Right. He might be there for you at nine. What if they're just as good staying well, at nine drafting a Dunze? Right. Well, they could be. Or they want Harrison and they package that little thing together. So if you could turn Fields into another draft choice or another two draft choices, you come in and say, I move from nine to four, and here's the package we're willing to give you. Tom's in Volo on ESPN 1000. Hey, Tom. Yeah, I'm more or less along the lines of Yurko. Because to me, it's Caleb Williams. How many guys have been passed up? When was Aaron Rodgers drafted? 25th. How many quarterbacks went ahead of him? Uh, three, what about maybe three? I don't remember exactly from that draft class. Yeah, no one saw that. When did Montana go? Fifth round? Third round. Third round. Third round? Third yeah. round. All right. And, and and they were talking about uh, Mahomes and then uh, the guy from uh, Montana talking about uh, being uh, top quarterbacks and playoffs and having yardage. And they were mentioning uh, the tight end from Kansas City and Mahomes. And Jerry Rice had, like, the second most yardage. No, Rice has the most. You're talking about the playoff record. Like, Kelsey's chasing down Rice's playoff receiving record. Yeah. But this guy, this is his year to come out and show what he has. One. If he wants to go in the draft and go high, he's not just to have people talk about him, but it was his year to sit around and show up. And then I hear guys say, throw out the Notre Dame game. You know what? If this is your final year to show what you got, and just about every team that plays Notre Dame gets up to play that game, whether they're a garbage team or not. And this guy looked like that. He hasn't shown me nothing. Right. And how, how far off, how many Mel Kuyper picks have been number one that didn't pan out? I bet a whole I bunch. Mean, these guys aren't pros. Of these course guys not. Aren't pros. Of course not. Tom, thanks. Of course not. Yeah, I don't know how you throw out the Notre Dame game. Everybody, especially USC, gets up to play Notre Dame. It's the one of the biggest rivalry games there is. 2005 NFL Draft. One quarterback taken before Aaron Rodgers. Only one that, that year. Number one quarterback was Alex yep. Smith. Oh, that was Alex Smith. And tell you how, how the world has changed. Second, fourth, and fifth pick were all running all backs. All running backs. Ronnie Brown, Cedric Benson, and Cadillac <laughs> Williams. With Braylon Edwards being the uh, third pick. The world is different, Yurko. The world has changed. All right, more of your phone calls coming up. We got a lot to get after here, and I mean a lot. 
want to play a little bit more Greg Olson sound from Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. We will talk a little bit about the historic night in the NBA last night. Another trade happening in the Eastern Conference. Bulls not involved. As uh, we tick closer and closer, or inch closer and closer, I should say, towards the NBA's trade deadline in just a few weeks. 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Gosh, we got a lot talking. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. I'd love to maybe hit on some of the Oscar nominations, but I don't know. We might not have time uh, today. 13 for Oppenheimer. 13 you know that. 13 for right. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hope, they go, I hope they go 13 and 0. 10 for Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, but oh, Leo didn't get nominated. I understand. Yeah. 10 for who Killers. Did, who did get nominated out of that? I, I, did, I don't know. I didn't look at the full list, to be honest. De Niro did. De Niro Lily Gladstone did. did. Uh, I don't think uh, Scorsese did, though. I would think. If they got 10 of them, I would think he did. Well, remember, did the picture gets nine nominations. I think director only gets five. Oh, okay. Remember yeah, that. Yeah, he did, Chris. So. Best director, Scorsese. Okay. He's on here. Martin Scorsese. So Leo's the one that's left out. Leo's like the odd man out. Poor Leo. So They can nominate up to nine. I think they only nominated five this year. Okay. And they nominated, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Barbie's in for... uh, They did nominate ten Best Pictures. Barbie's Barbie's in for the Best Picture. Barbie's in for Best Picture. Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen Barbie. Oh, how can't you? you I have not it. seen it. I, I don't even think I could ruin it if I wanted to. Probably how not. How do you ruin such a stupid Why didn't you take your daughter? The internet. Hey, you what's know, wrong I, with you? Chris, I, she never, they, believe it or not, they I never clamored. asked a couple times. Yeah. And she was like, no, not really. And we yeah. just, I, one of these nights we'll sit down and watch it because I think it's, it's on good. now. It's a good movie. I, and I've heard it's good. Yeah. I'll sit down and watch it at some point with her. Give I me a chance to ruin it and I will. I, I don't know of course, that means I'd have to waste my time watching it. Are they all dead, Yurko? Is, is that, I, is that I the twist? I don't even know. Is that their they're toys, they're so dolls. they're dead? Right. Yeah. They're all you know? dead. They see and, and, dead toys you know how you know? all over. Do you know how you know at the end of it? Because you hear in the background, there's a snake in my boot. So you know they're all dead. Yes, they're all yeah. dead. Right. Yeah. They're all dead. Yeah, what I have did, no idea. What did we so like nonchalantly ruin the other day? And we're like, oof, we just don't. We did. We accidentally what did was, that. I know, but what was it? I don't know. It's something that just came out. It was something new. We're like, what? We you just put ruined the, that. You put the everybody. hammer down on that one, Carm. <laughs> See, you inadvertently do that. I know. I you didn't felt even know so you bad. did it. And you're like, what do we do that for? I was like, oh, York, we just totally ruined that. And now that you've done it, you might as well uh, just bury the damn thing. I don't even remember what it was. All right, back out to the phones here. 312-332-3776. I've been waiting for a while here. Dan is in Schaumburg. What's up, Dan? Hey, what's up, boys? How you doing? Good, Danny. What's happening, babe? Good, man. Good. Hey, uh, two two points. Um, I want to start off by saying all year long I was a Fields guy. Um, I was sold on on him, trading the pick away, sticking with Fields, build around him. Um, That was just the way I was going. Um, it was probably up towards the Packer game is where I kind of started to shift. You know, I'm, I'm 36 years old, so I have watched nothing but the Packers continuously kick us in the groin. Mm-hmm. And it's, after, after watching that game and watching my nine-year-old son bawling at the TV, and I had to explain to him, hey, buddy, this is, that's part of being a Bears fan. The Packers beat our butt all the time. Um, after that game, I, you know, I, I really started to, to shift off of fields. Then watching C.J. Stroud – the way he played at the end of the year and the way he played in the playoffs, 
I, I was I, I was I was off the fields, you know, I was off the fields train. Right. And I was sold on. We need to get a young quarterback. We need to get right. somebody like C.J. Stroud. He looks uh, he looks great. Yeah. And then you know I, I'm not sold on polls making a quarterback pick. Okay, I think he's a great. I like him as a GM. I think he can make great picks. I don't like his quarterback evaluation. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did he say last year in the draft process that he would need to be blown away yes. in order to pick a quarterback? Right. Yes. Yes. And he is he saying something? I thought I heard him say the same thing this year. Correct. Um, I think he's. I don't know if he said it quite that way. I know. I think he sort of hinted that he's not trading the pick on March 10th like he did last year. Yeah. He more hinted okay. that this is going to go down to the wire. To the wire. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I don't know how he was not blown away by C.J. Stroud. I, I mean, what he did this year, it's it's undeniable that he's a franchise quarterback. How do you miss on that? Am I, I right? How do you teams, miss on that? I don't know. And, Dan, thanks, buddy. And teams always do. Teams do a lot. It's a very good question. But it, it goes to show how hard it is. And you don't have to necessarily like Dan was saying well I, I kind of shifted I was a field guy I'm not anymore you can still like Justin but ask yourself like remove the emotion and look at this league look at the level of quarterback play yeah and say are we bear I'll say we like as Bears fans are we good enough as is or do we need a player that could potentially elevate everybody even more is there a quarterback out there that can do that you don't have to hate or dislike Justin right. or think Justin's bad. Is there an upgrade? You have a golden opportunity. If there's an upgrade to be made, why wouldn't you? If there's a lot of people that can't get away from the time investment that you've had in the individual, thinking that, oh, it's going bu- to break. You know what I'm saying? It's going to break. All of a sudden, he's going to figure it out, and it's going to break. Some people can't get away from that time investment they've, they've had with fields. Others can separate and just compare the two quarterbacks the Houston quarterback and the Bears quarterback, and say, clearly, we're nowhere where we need to be. I know. When it comes to a passing quarterback, yeah. a guy that can get the job done in the pocket. I mean, C.J. Stroud, the ball, the ball coming out of his hands. It's like, oh, my God. It's a thing of beauty. And it, he's so good. He's going to be so good. Josh is in Columbus. What's up, Josh? Hey, boys. Appreciate you guys doing my call. You got it. Hey, wanted to chat a little bit about the offense and maybe in particular the hiring of the uh, offensive coordinator um, yesterday. Um, I, I feel like generally speaking, I just I don't really think it matters who the offensive coordinator is so long as like Matt Eberflus is the head coach, right? Like the guy just doesn't believe that the offense is like a catalyst of winning, right? He believes that the offense is like a ball control field position. Uh, limit possessions, control the game, uh, facilitate field position type of tool. Um, I was pretty excited when they announced that they were at least interviewing Cliff Kingsbury, um, not because I thought Cliff Kingsbury was this A-plus um, you know, gold medalist of a candidate, but because that we might actually finally be turning the page on like an archaic style of offense or at least an archaic style of approaching the offense. Um, so you know, we can call a spade a spade, at least with the hiring of Shane Waldron. Like we can give him his flowers for the development of, of Geno Smith. Like you look at the the stats, like he's led a pretty league average offense, and you know that offense guys has had some dudes on. Oh, for sure. You talk about DK Metcalf. You talk about uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. They wow. got you know two second round picks at tailback. They got Lockett. 
tackle. Tell, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I just I, I, I guess the, the the hiring doesn't move the needle for me as much as I hoped it would. It feels like we're kind of taking Luke Getze, giving it a new paint job, and presenting it as an upgrade. All right, Josh, we'll, we'll continue to talk about that coming up after two. I want to play Greg Olson on Shane Waldron and that style of offense. Because I thought Greg, Greg made a few points with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. So um, we'll spin that back for you. We'll take more of your phone calls. We'll talk about the historic night in the NBA last night during the 1 o'clock hour. And a development today. that I think needs addressing on this show, based off of something you said yesterday. Did the NFL just prove Yurko's conspiracy theory? You're going to be fascinated to hear something that I'm going to tell you when we return in two minutes.